Welcome to the Department of Mysteries. We are your unspeakables, Ella and David. Before we begin, we want to make it clear that we are allies to all trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. On our podcast, we will cover everything from spells to magical creatures. We will release an episode every Sunday and are excited to have you with us. Hello, Department of Mysteries listeners, or shall I call you unspeakables? Because you two are learning all of our secrets. Dun, dun, dun. All right, David, are you ready to go on our magical, metaphorical Harry Potter sidewalk walk? All right. So we are strolling along the sidewalk. And today our sidewalk's relatively short, actually. Um, You'd think it'd be a little bit longer. Like, why did they even bother to build a sidewalk if it's going to be like super short, but they built one, so we're going to walk on it. And David, what unusual thing is the sidewalk doing today? It is celebrating. The sidewalk is celebrating. And why is the sidewalk celebrating? Because they're getting ready for one of the best Harry Potter characters' birthday ever. Dobby's birthday is on june 28th Woo! Yay. i may also add that i'm very impressed you know what month it is because i do not <laughs> <laughs> you were saying that and while you were saying that i was thinking like what month is it i go by days and sometimes i don't even get that right so yeah <laughs> i thought it was thursday all morning I was walking around, I'm like, it's Thursday, it's Thursday, I've got a babysitting job from 1 to 3, it's Thursday. And my mom's like, nope, Wednesday. And I was like, wow, what do you know? I get an extra day. Wednesday, yeah. Yes. And, hold on, David, did the sidewalk just glitch? Or was that... Eh. There's a lot of glitching on the sidewalk. Oh my goodness, the sidewalk is going nuts. You know what else is going nuts, David? What? Our editing software. Yes, I think so. I don't know what we've been doing, but, like, it has not been working. Like, yeah. (laughs) so, last episode, or, no, Walking the Metaphorical Harry Potter Sidewalk, the episode, um, like, a lot of stuff that I cut out was still in there, and, like, it was weird. So I unpublished it, I fixed it, I republished it. So it's all fixed now. But if you were listening and you were like, um, yeah, this is not the intro. You're good. Like, yeah, we know. It, like, totally was messed up. So sorry about that. We are going to try a new editing platform because this has happened to us, like, three times. And, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hopefully our sidewalk will stop glitching, but... Bear with us while we experiment and learn. This is episode 17 of our podcast total, so we're still, we're still newbies. Yeah. Awesome. We're new to the mic. So David, do you remember that very strange man that we saw yesterday while walking the metaphorical Harry Potter sidewalk? Guy with the flannel top hat? Yeah. Yeah. So... If you look to your left, there's a poster on my left today. 
It's kind of weird. Let's see. What the heck? I know. Like, what is it with this guy? But, you know, I'm just going to read the poster. All right. The bottom of the poster, it says, Impersonating the Sorting Hat parties is a crime punishable by wizard law. Stop it or we'll have you in front of the wizard law. Oh, dear. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay, guys, stop being the sorting hat, I guess. You know, this guy is, like, really weird. Like, I, what's he doing on our sidewalk? This is our sidewalk. Yeah. Shoo. This on, is for man. fans of the Harry Potter series and and actors in movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not weird guys in top hats. Although I do like the top hat. I would, yeah. I would like... Uh, I mean, he pulled that thing top off. hat of my own. Like, yeah, I mean, I he rocks could do that. that. <laughs> no, David, do you think you could rock a flannel top hat? Um, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you know, uh, at least it's honest. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I've never actually tried a flannel top hat. Who knows? There's just those things where you're like, I wonder if I would look good in this, and you're like. You try it on, you're like, wow, I actually look good in that. Yeah. I think I would look pretty good in a flannel top hat. What do you think? Oh, yes, I think so, definitely. I'm going to get my hair cut really short at the end you of are? summer. I am. <gasps> I'm going to shave it all off, David. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get, like, a really short haircut. Um, And, yeah, I think... With my really short haircut, I think I'll look pretty awesome in a flannel top hat. I might even have to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I can wear it to LeakyCon, and that's how fans will know who's yes. who. They can just look for someone in a flannel top hat. Okay, I'm going to actually have to do this now. This is this is sounding <laughs> like a good plan, and yeah. Yes. Alright, I'm going to start searching for a flannel top hat. Actually, I'm going to Google it right now. Let's see. Flannel top hat. Sorry, now I'm really curious. Because now I want one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they have it, David. They have flannel top hat. What? That's pretty cool, though. I'm going to have to get one. (laughs) <laughs> and then we can see how awesome I look in it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we are at the very end of our wonderful but very short sidewalk. Um, today we found only pebbles on our small sidewalk. Normally we get like yeah. something cool, but until Fantastic Beasts three, I think. Wait, yeah. is this the third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until Fantastic Beasts three is released, I think we're gonna be like. What about the Harry Potter TV show? Oh, yeah. But I I think that one's, like, really far away from being released. Yeah, but, like, what's the update on that? I think they're just, like, in the planning stage, I guess. Because they have to write it, and then they have to get a deal, and then they have to find Uh actors, and then they have to build the set, and then they have to film it, and then they have to edit it. And, and then they have to like that comes in between. Yeah, they have to beta test it and then they release it. So I think it's gonna be like a few years, but at least yeah. there's like a glimmer of hope. Like we've like seen the rustling of the golden snitch's wings. 
and then it flew away. We just have to catch it. Wow, Ella, that was an amazing analogy. I must oh, say. thank you. I'm going to use thank that you, for everything. <laughs> I almost made a reference. I forget which Quidditch scene it is, but in one Quidditch scene, Harry sees the reflection of Ron's golden wristwatch, and he thinks it's the snitch. Wait, isn't that Fred's? Oh, maybe it's... Oh, yeah. It's it's one of the Weasleys. Because it was during his first year. Whose did I say? I think it was... Did I say wrong? Okay, well, it's a Weasley's wristwatch. And it really stuck out to me because I was like, hold up. Weasleys are supposed to be poor. Like, this better be a family heirloom. I've just decided that the Weasleys have, like, really bad spending habits. Because they got 700 galleons in, like, that work, like, lottery thing. And Mm -hmm. they spent it on a trip to Egypt. They spent it all on a trip to Egypt, yeah. Which is, like... Okay, that's fine. Like, I get you want to see Bill, but, like, invest mm. it or maybe buy Ron's Warren first and then go on your trip to Egypt. Don't go on the trip to Egypt and then be like, oh, yeah, we can also try and buy you a wand. Wands are number one priority. Like, yeah, you your kid is literally battling Lord Voldemort. He needs a wand. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anybody at Hogwarts needs a working wand, it is Ron Harry and Hermione, like, give yes. them a wand, please. And I was just kind of like, how, like, just the fact that Ron went all year with that broken wand was like, really? Wands are like, what, like mm. eight galleons? Like, uh, they're not much. Yeah, yeah, I think it's eight galleons. Like, wands do not cost that much. You can get Ron a new wand. Don't make him, like, spend the whole year with this terrible wand that does not work. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my... That was... (laughs) My off-topic Harry Potter gripe for the day. Now, David, let us talk about something slightly less off-topic, but also kind of off-topic. So we recently read um, The Fountain of Fair Fortune which is a Beetle the Bard story. Um, yes. I love that his name is Beetle the Bard. <laughs> like, he didn't even get, like, our full name. Like, he's yeah. just Beetle the Bard. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. He's famous. I'll give him that. <laughs> More famous than I am. Um, <laughs> I can't complain. Awesome. So, David, do you want to go first, or would you like to, me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. And luckily, I will not be destroying the story for today. Okay. Oh, so, I'm actually going to have us both answer question four first, and then we'll go through. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, what I thought of the story Wait, as a whole. let me pull up my thing. Oh, yeah. I'll read it while you can pull it up. Okay. So, it was a really good sentiment, and the message was really good. I could ruin it. But it's a really cute message, and so I didn't want to. Um, and I really like how the story kind of teaches us that the journey is more important than the destination. Exactly. Yeah. So I really liked how Sir Luckless ended up bathing in the end. Yeah. I liked. I thought it, it was pretty like... funny too. How Sir Luckless was just there because he got stuck to Amada when she was being. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Um, 
and I I really liked the message, and I loved how at the end they're like, here I'll give you the exact quote from page. Um, it's page fifty nine, and it says, and none of them ever knew or suspected that the fountain's waters carried no enchantment at all. <laughs> it shows you that the mind can do powerful things and yeah. trick you. And as long as you have, like, the incentive, like, it'll happen. So so Sir Luckless just pretty much took a bath. Yeah. Which, like, doesn't actually sound that bad. Like, he did a lot of hard work. A bath probably felt really nice. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, David? We should both try that. Like, next time you take a bath or a shower, you should go in there and be like, this is the fountain of fair fortune, and everything I ever want and need will be fulfilled, and see if it works. I'm going to try that tomorrow morning. (laughs) I will fill you guys in when I do that, and it most likely won't work, but I am going to try it anyway, and if it does, I'm going to start charging for it. I'm going to be like... (laughs) I came up with this idea. You better pay me $5 every time you want to do it. And then I bet, like, the whole world will try it. And then I'll be rich. Boom. Yeah. All right. So would you like me to go first? (laughs) I don't think it's that simple either. Uh, Would you like to go go first? first? Awesome. All right. So my theme, I followed the rule when picking my theme. Um, My theme is water. So, (laughs) I know it's, like, called up water, like, hello, Um, but I have, like, evidence, and yes. So, I flipped through the book, and I, like, picked out every instant it mentioned water or anything that has to do with water, and I am going to begin reading off very long quotes. No, uh, I'll try and keep it short and snappy, but I will read off quotes. Okay. So the first quote that I picked was, it's on page 21, and it says, Once a year between the hours of sunrise and sunset on the longest day, a single unfortunate was given the chance to fight their way to the fountain, bathe in its waters, and receive fair fortune forevermore. So a few notes here. One, that is a beautifully long sentence. Like, I was just looking at the incredible amount of like commas and words in that sentence and I was like wow that's pretty impressive um and then you'll also notice in this sentence the water is a prize right you fight and you battle this way you get a chance and then the water is the prize so water is like this very Mm -hmm. like thing Um, and then my next quote is on page 24 and it starts at So they're kind of talking about, so these three witches and (laughs) the knight who gets stuck to one of the witches because he has, like, the (laughs) armor on. I think that's beautiful. (laughs) And, yeah, so they're kind of talking about, like, ugh, this guy's with us, too. That sucks. Um, And so they say, only one can bathe in the fountain. It will be hard enough to decide which of us it'll be without adding another. And again, it's mm-hmm. just talking about, like, only one can bathe in this fountain. Which, like, it kind of confuses me. Because it's like, why? Like, why is this, why can't everybody bathe in the fountain? Like, 
Yeah. Like, maybe it would, like, destroy the magic, but why can't you be like, yeah, everybody deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to bathe in this fountain. Open up the gates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a Frozen reference? Really poorly done, but you're welcome. <laughs> okay, oh, and yeah. then my next Okay, quote, I see that now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Um, <laughs> my next quote is, And so the three witches and the forlorn knight ventured forth into the enchanted garden, where rare herbs, fruit, and flowers grew in abundance on either side of the sunlit paths. So this isn't directly related to water, but water is often related to, like, abundance Mm -hmm. in myth. And so this is an instance where, like, this fountain of fair fortune has magical water, and the magical water grows, like, rare herbs, fruits, and flowers in abundance. Like... You know, it just kind of shows you how powerful and amazing this fountain's water is. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, on page 27. There's so many mentions of water in this. Um, It's kind of ridiculous, actually. Okay. I mean, the the title of the story is Fountain. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So this is, um, there's like a big worm. I have to get, which, okay, I thought it was really weird. Like. Of all the obstacles you could have written in, you're like, yeah, there's a big bloated worm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, sure, thanks, I guess. I mean, it's better than a dragon, but a worm? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. (laughs) A worm. And, and like, in the notes at the end by Albus Dumbledore. Well, I'm going to explain that later in my thing, but it would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, and so it says... Hold on, I lost my place. Oh, the sun rose higher and higher in the sky, and Asha, despairing, began to weep. Then the great worm placed its face upon hers. Which I was like, what? Like, the worm just kissed what? her? Like, okay, cool. Um, how was your day? Well, I got kissed by a giant bloated worm. Huh? Like, yeah. I don't know. This is kind of awkward. Okay. So uh-huh. then the great worm Fairy. placed its. Yeah. So then the great worm placed its face upon hers and drank the tears from her cheeks. Its thirst, its thirst assuaged. The worm slithered aside and vanished into a hole in the ground. I don't know. Like, this whole thing was just weird. Like, okay, there's this worm. Oh, no, I'm crying because this worm is in my way. Oh, wow, the worm just <laughs> licked me. That's gross. And then, like... And now everything's salt. And now it's a... Wait, what? Like... And it was also, like... The worm was so thirsty. And all I had to yeah. do was drink, like, a few tears. And it was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go back into my hole for the next like year yeah i mean sure but (laughs) love that for the worm yeah awesome and then the next quote that i had um 29 um so on page 29 the quote is courage friends and do not yield she cried wiping the sweat from her brow and then it talks about, like, the drops 
fell glittering onto the earth and blah 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 which is like kind of gross like i like Mm. the sentiment but it's also like ew gross like I love that you're working hard, but that's also really gross. Like, and Harry she's, like, Potter, looking sweat. Everything's all about, like, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean the expression. I mean, literally, like, giving your, your blood, your sweat, and your tears to make some spell or potion happen. I don't yeah. know. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on page 30, I'm almost done, guys, but I I have a reason for doing this. And you will see in a minute. Okay, on page 30, it says, uh, before they could reach it, however, they came to a stream that ran around the hilltop. There's a stream, and it's blocking their way. Um, And then, yeah. you know, Sir Luckless tries to float across the stream on a shield, but it sinks of course it sinks. It's a big metal shield and a teeny little stream. Duh. Um. And then they tried to leap it, but it wouldn't let them cross. Just swim. <laughs> and it's just talking about, like, they're trying all these things, like, cross the stream, and they can't. And, you know. And then it's like, pay me the treasure of your past. Woo-hoo! Um, so fancy. Okay, and then dropped away. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and then Amada, she takes all the memories of, like, happy times she spent with her vanished lover, and she drops them into the stream, and it, like, takes them away. Which is, like, honestly kind of sad. Because, like, I get that after a breakup it's hard, but, like... Those are also fond memories that you can, like, look back and be like, oh, yeah, wasn't that a great time? She could just be like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a good time. Like, it could have been, yeah. like, she doesn't have to look back on that and be like, oh, it's so sad he left me. She can just be like, oh, wasn't that fun? And then just stop. It. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's not really necessary. And then it's sad because then, like, she's getting rid of all, like, the happy times that she had. And I was like, wow. And the magic isn't even real. So I feel extra yeah. sad. Awesome. And then mm-hmm. after that, tangent. Um, and then, so it's a lot about the fountain. Um, on page 33, there's like a million mentions. Um, so I went through all of those mentions of water to make a point to make a point. we're getting there guys we're getting there Mm -hmm. um all right so then i looked up um essays of water in mythology right and so this is by michael witzel um from mit press it is a whole essay um that's like 16 pages so i'm not going to read the whole thing don't worry (laughs) This is not going to just turn into an audiobook. Um, but it's about water in mythology. So here is a small bit that I took out of it. Okay. Water in its various forms has played a major role in human myths. With the advent of 
agriculture, the importance of access to water was incorporated into pre-existing myths of hunter-gatherers. Ancient myths have frequently claimed that the world began from a watery expanse. The oldest Indian text asserts, In the beginning, darkness was hidden by darkness. All this was an unrecognizable salty ocean. Again, so the whole world just started in a big salty ocean. Um, in Mesopotamian mythology, there was both salty water and sweet water, which mingled to produce the gods. In ancient Maya mythology, uh, it's the same concept as the first one. Um, whatever there is that might be is simply not there. Only the pooled water, only the calm sea, only it alone is pooled. So it's very confusing and very wordy, but it's basically saying a lot of water, nothing else. <laughs> and then in the first chapter of the Hebrew Bible, um, it says the spirit of the gods hovered over the water. So, you know, that's cool. And then in ancient Egypt, um, and that was like super simplified, but you know, whatever. Uh, in ancient Egypt, uh, it explains, or, my goodness, I'm falling apart. I started out really strong, and then, In ancient Egypt, uh, the watery quote is, I am he who came into being as, uh, all right, I'm gonna try and pronounce it, and if I, like, really mess up, you guys can virtually yell at me. Uh, Capri, <laughs> and then it's spelled K. H-E-P-R-I. I was in the watery abyss. So I'm he who came into being as, strange name I can't pronounce, I was in the watery abyss. So that's like where the gods started. And then I, it goes through, I won't read them all because it's like a pretty long list, but it goes through all these examples of mythology where the water is kind of the beginning and then, you know, later he switches to other topics and like it's just really fascinating. So if you want to read it, you can just look up Water and Mythology and MIT Press, and you will find it. Cool. So that was mine. I've spent a while on my thing. What did, what did you bring for us today? Okay. Mine is not nearly as deep and beautiful and awesome as Ella's. Oh, yours is. I'm sure yours will be wonderful. I'm just horrible at these kind of things. This is my thing. Like I so love this. I, I, this is, like, you give me assignment like this in school, I will get a C. But, oh, no. no. Okay, so my theme was, uh, incentive and, Ooh. uh, perseverance, determination. And, uh, I think, like, you just, in order to succeed in life, you have to have determination and perseverance. And a lot of times, if you have those, you will get a reward. And a lot of times, if there's that reward, is the incentive. And so, but like, yeah. And so, the incentive part, I, I, my favorite part was at the very end when they say that the fountain wasn't actually enchanted. Like, it was playing with their minds, and that's what made them, like, but they, 
they persevered through all the challenges to get there. And they, it was really, they just thought they had bad luck because it was, it was all in their minds. But really, they could have cured it, cured their uh, supposed bad luck um, in just ways uh, that everyone could have done, but they were just too focused on how bad it was that they just didn't think. Um, and so, really, because... So, they faced a lot of challenges. They faced a giant worm. At one point, they couldn't cross a stream. And at one point, they, like, couldn't get up the mountain. And they had to, like, make offerings and things to the this thing. This, the, the obstacles. And they were, they, they were... What they had to give them was kind of in riddles, and so they had to persevere using their minds, but then also persevere using their bodies to get through, because they, first they tried to do it without solving the riddle, and just like try and float across the stream, or run across (laughs) the part of the mountain, but that's honestly kind of stupid, because there's gonna be writing in the ground for some reason. And metal shields don't float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But they eventually figured everything out. And so I really liked how they persevered through that. And I think that was mostly part of it. That was the biggest part of this story. But I also liked how um, everything got solved in the end. Um which, Ella, I know that you probably have another version of the story, another interpretation <laughs> where everything doesn't get solved and everything's horrible, um, like you did with the hopping pot story. Yeah, I thought about messing this one up, but I was like, oh, I really like the moral that this story has. Yes. And I'm pretty good at it, so I decided to not. <laughs> <laughs> I have it up here, but <laughs> thank you I just, very much. I didn't want to mess it up because I was like, "Oh wow, I like completely wrecked the last one." <laughs> yeah, um, but I like how everything got solved. Um, so for the when they had to cross the stream, pay me the treasure of your past, was it? And Amada had to. She was. She thought that she was unlucky because. She, her lover, had broken her heart, and her relationship was destroyed, and she was sad. And so she took, so if you've read the Harry Potter series, which you should have if you're listening to this podcast. Um, I I do uh, hope you. Yes, I sure hope that you have. But um, you can extract memories with your wand. Um, and so she extracted all those memories and then put them in the stream and then they were able to cross. Uh, and then in like, uh, eventually then, uh, Asha, who was, had a sickness, she was like, and 
that could not be cured by anybody. Uh, she just like collapsed. And but Athelda just picked all these herbs that she thought would be helpful, and then she made a potion out of them. And for some strange reason of luck, which by mere coincidence happened to cure Asha's illness, and then she didn't have to. Uh, so then she didn't need to bathe in the fountain because she was already cured. And then, uh, and then Ethelda, who cured the disease, she was like, I will be rich because she didn't have any money or a wand. And so that was her unluckiness. And this year she was like, I can cure, if I can cure this, I'll, I shall earn gold aplenty. And so then they let Amata, boy, Amata bathe in the fountain. But, and then Amata, who was the one with the lover she she had no memories of the lover she didn't like care she was like and so they let sir luckless um bathe and i just loved how sir luckless got it in there <laughs> sir luckless is just like along for the ride like yeah he got stuck to ashen he got pulled into this maze and then uh-huh. everybody else didn't need it, and so he's like, well, I guess I'll be. Yeah, exactly. But in a and... way, he kind of got the most useless gift, because, like, everybody else, like, actually got something, and then he just got, like, a glorified bath. Yeah, but it tricked his mind into thinking that he was lucky, and therefore <laughs> he kind of was, because he got Amada as his wife. Yeah. Um, I like to and... think that the king of this land got really bored one day. And he yeah. was like, you know what I should do? <laughs> I should tell everybody that this fountain in my rose garden is magic. Wouldn't that be yeah. fun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was the kind of end of mine. But I just like how everything worked out in the end and they persevered. And that's a very good children's story, I must say, because it teaches you lessons for everything. Yeah. Well, David, would you like to go on another stroll with me on the yes, I metaphorical Harry Potter sidewalk? Wouldn't it be so nice when Kai's back? We can have three people to walk with. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. I can't wait. Alrighty, well, let me pull. Oh, I just clicked the X. I can't operate computers very well. And David and Kai both know this firsthand. Sometimes <laughs> I just struggle. Alright, well, David, what is unusual about our sidewalk today? Um, it's, it's pretty rocky. Yes, and we are tripping over these rocks. We are just having trouble walking down this. Mm-hmm. So, I trip over a very large rock, um, and while kind of scrambling up off the ground, I'm like, you know what I wish I had? You know what would have fixed me tripping over a rock? It would have made it worth it? A good queer book recommendation. David, do you happen yeah. to have any? Yes. 
So some someone named Katrina. Uh, I have Aeons. E A M E S. A wonderful yeah. person she... named Katrina. Yes. Uh, they created a spreadsheet, and it has a bunch of queer books on it, and it is very cool. So if you're looking for books to read, she... Pride Month. Yeah, exactly. Or just and it's 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 very awesome. Yeah, so I will post the link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um. And they have lots of sections. They have young adult, new adult, children's literature, comics, nonfiction, historical fiction, and classic books. So this reading list will keep you busy for weeks and weeks on end. Ah, that was a wonderful stroll through the book world, David. Yes, but you know what? I am missing a little bit of queerness on the podcast medium. And you know what I always use to fill that very large hole in my heart? The Gaily Prophet. I know. Isn't that a beautiful uh, play on words? As they say in their intro, gay people love puns. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, The Gaily Prophet is just super fun. Uh, they kind of do what I did to the first story we read, to, like, the Harry Potter series. Like, you will walk away being like, Harry's kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> but they have so much fun. And you, if if you are a fan of the Carry On series, um, they have a, ep- or a podcast, not just an episode, an entire podcast called Escape, like E-S-G-A-Y-P from reality. <laughs> yeah, I know, more puns. <laughs> and yeah, so Gotta I just love check out puns. all, yeah, check out all of their stuff because they do some really cool work. Uh, David, do you happen to see any interesting things or have any good recommendations? Oh, well, there's this girl and two boys and another girl dressed in Roman tunics, uh, and they're being chased by a pack of wild dogs. Oh, should we help? Or... Uh, I I think they'll be able to figure it out. Oh, good. They're, okay. They're figuring out mysteries. Ooh. Uh, this series is called The Roman Mystery. It's, I re- I've just read the first one. It's, it's very good. I love it. So, Fine. yeah. I love that, David. Do you have any final thoughts before we leave our sidewalk? Uh, no, I do not. Wonderful. All right. Well, that has been the Department of Mysteries um, for today. Have an amazing like week, year, month, whatever time you need to like have a nice day, year, month. Um, just choose your own. Just have a good life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very evil. Have a good life. <laughs> I'm just gonna edit that out. That's terrible. I make so much work for myself on this podcast. Like, David, <laughs> I never have to edit out anything that you do or sit. Like, you're very easy to edit for. 
And then I'm just listening to our recording. And I'm like, come on, Ella. Like, that's not even a sentence. Like, just try. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, thank you for being easy to edit. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, that is... How are, how are we going to end this today? That is the Department of Mysteries on Speakables out. <laughs>